Thanks for listening to the Salmon Trout Steelheader Podcast. My name is Lucas Holmgren. Today I want to talk about fish and rod education and a few things that are good to know um, going into the whole conversation about purchasing different fishing rods and fishing rod blanks for your own customs and such. And I'd like to just talk about the whole topic of fishing rod sensitivity in general and a few misconceptions there. So one of the first things I would like to talk about is the discussion of low, medium, and high modulus graphite. So kind of a basic explanation of high modulus, low modulus, you know, intermediate, so on and so forth. Modulus uh, graphite is basically the stiffness of the graphite in comparison to its size. So think about this. Um... Graphite is wrapped around a mandrel, kind of a pre-peg composite material that is cut into certain strips and basically put onto a mandrel with a hot rolling uh, pin, kind of like an iron, so to speak. But you're going to put different layers of graphite on a fishing rod. And as it goes up the mandrel, which is a... um, a metal rod that kind of has the interior of said fishing rod that you're going to roll the graphite around before you bake it. Um, you will select a mandrel and you will cut graphite to certain sizes and you'll often see kind of a triangular or diagonal cut uh, on the graphite, of course, as it moves up the mandrel and gets smaller and smaller. Um, ideally any point in the fishing rod, you're going to want at least three wraps of graphite, uh, for durability's sake. And, uh, these graphites come in a lot of different, um, material specifications and such. So a high modulus graphite will be relatively stiff and harder to bend for the amount of material it is. Whereas like an intermediate or low modulus graphite will um, be considerably more bendy, which also translates to more durable uh, per the amount of material it has. So there is a happy medium that needs to be found because yes, you could create the most sensitive rod on the market if you used a fairly high modulus graphite and didn't do very many wraps. You could feel anything with it Um, however, it makes it that much easier to break. And with low modulus material, in order to bend in the same way as a high modulus, you're going to need more material. So you will usually think of a low modulus graphite because of the thicker walls is less sensitive. However, if you did have thinner walls on a low modulus, it can actually be quite of a sensitive rod and by the same contrast if you had a ton of graphite wraps on a high modulus blank um, it won't be as sensitive and there's kind of a ratio there so it's not necessarily about the graphite itself it's about how thick the walls are how um, how much material is on that fishing rod also the glue you use for the guides All those sort of things kind of play into the sensitivity, which sensitivity is not kind of the play on the rod that you see. It's literally when you're in your hand and the sinker hits the bottom or a fish grabs the lure and you feel 
through your hand, that sensitivity, that ability to feel a subtle action on the line, that is sensitivity. And some people will talk about certain, you know, kokanee rods being sensitive because you can see a lot in the tip. That is not the case. Uh, I guess visually sensitive might be a way to describe that. Um, but really when it comes down to fishing rod sensitivity, it's all about what you feel in your hand. And so for finesse techniques, for instance, for bass fishermen that are drop shotting and want to feel that sinker subtly hit the bottom and then keep that plastic, you know, six inches to a foot above and then feel when a bass barely takes that bait and reel against it, you know, you're going to need sensitivity with a drop shot rod. That's why often they're going with like a six to 10 line rating and maybe, um, eighth to half ounce lure rating in these rods just have a couple wraps on them usually a little higher modulus and they're sensitive and uh you know of course even the real seat and the real material you use plays into it it does seem to me although i've never done any scientific testing that a graphite handle um which is more popular out in the northwest than it is in other places a graphite handle um with a nice arbor system uh, that's directly connected to the blank with not too much glue will give you a lot of sensitivity through the handle. And then, um, and then the blank itself, like I said, there's a ratio between low modulus and high modulus where it's just depending on the number of wraps of graphite you put. And then there are cases where people use what is called a graphite composite and a graphite composite is not a composite fishing rod, because typically composite is referring to graphite and fiberglass together, which is excellent for trolling rods or plug rods, things that you don't need ultimate sensitivity. When you have a glass graphite blend, it has an excellent bend to the rod um, that works really well with plugs, crankbaits, uh, trolling bait, things of that sort, you know, salmon fishing where you've got a soft mouth, munching on a bait for a while you want something that has enough bend but also has the backbone of graphite and the lightness of graphite so a composite is an excellent choice but a graphite composite is usually consisting of one to three uh, types of different graphites and so you might have an intermediate modulus as well as a high modulus um, but really those designations um vary from company to company and then over time graphite companies there's a lot of variability in the material that they put out so it's not necessarily a perfect science and in fact you'll find with fishing rods having worked in the fishing rod industry for multiple years myself there's a lot that varies and changes between rods and rod companies and designations and the type of graphite they use and that's why I kind of get the feeling like, you know, there is no one perfect rod company, but there is some wonderful rod companies out there that put out some excellent blanks. And it is nice to be able to shake a rod, to tap the tip against the floor, to kind of get a feeling for it. Um, but if you do get pretty comfortable with rod designations, you can make an educated guess on buying blanks online. And... Um, Sensitivity, though, is ultimately something you're going to have to find out about. Uh, one thing you can do to test it is just hold that rod and lightly tap the tip 
on the ground. And it's not going to give you the full picture, but it can kind of give you a basic idea of how sensitive that rod is. Ultimately, it's not going to matter till you're fishing and you have the optimal line on it and you you know you'll know in full just how sensitive that rod is. But you know, for the most part graphite rods are going to be more sensitive. Um and yes, high modulus rods will typically be more sensitive if they don't have too many wraps. But you're always kind of riding this line in between how durable do I want it to be and how sensitive do I want it to be. Uh, if you go ultra sensitive, you know, any rod maker could make a really thin high modulus rod that's going to have a lot of sensitivity to it. But you have to dial in that happy medium between sensitivity and durability. And there is some advancements being made in graphite and fiberglass and composites and various types of materials. Certainly, there are really strong rods out there that are also really sensitive. And I could, in another podcast, get into specific brands and things of that sort. But ultimately, you're going to have to choose your happy medium. So for salmon and steelhead fishermen... Uh, it's well known that the technique that requires the most sensitivity would be drift fishing. When you're fishing with a sinker, it's hitting the bottom and you need to feel the difference between that weight grabbing a rock and the difference between that as well as a, the rubber band feeling of a fish just slowly munching on your bait. So in those cases, I definitely go with a higher end rod that's a little bit stiffer although still has nice play in the tip to cast a lighter bait um and then for certain other techniques like trolling you really don't need sensitivity in the hand at all it's more about imparting the right action to your flasher um, or lure you know whether it be a plug or a 360 flasher in that case you're, you're going to want something that's visually sensitive where you can see what the rod tip is doing in relation to the flasher turning or your plug erratically um, moving through the water but you're not going to need the sensitivity in hand which is where fiberglass and composite rods come in handy they're stronger they work excellent they can present a bait very well but you're not going to need the in hand sensitivity and to a lesser extent, uh, float fishing as well. You're not necessarily going to need the sensitivity to tell the difference between a rock and a bite because you're going to be watching your float. However, I kind of like to go in between where it's still sensitive enough and it's light enough and ultimately balanced enough. When I put a reel on my float fishing reel, I definitely want it to be extremely balanced so I don't get sick of mending and fishing all day. That's a huge factor for any fishing rod that you're going to be casting with continuously. So ultimately, fishing rod sensitivity is something that you need to learn about these specific rod models and such in advance or try them out yourself. Give them a shake, try to tap them against the floor and just see how subtle it is before you feel something. A lot of sensitive rods out on the market. You know, I wouldn't go for fiberglass itself for sensitivity. And some graphite rods are not going to be sensitive either. But there are a lot of great options out on the market. I'll get into different models and brands and things like that in the future. But uh, ultimately, if you do want to go a little more high-end and get a, a you know tad bit faster, stiffer rod, you can get extreme sensitivity. And uh, 
It is really fun. I got to admit, a sensitive rod is a blast to fish with. Being able to feel every rock, you know, when a fish looks at it, being able to feel it is pretty incredible. But with some of my favorite, most sensitive rods, I've also broke them multiple times where I have some other rods that are just on the edge of that. They're maybe not, you know, quite to the percentage as sensitive as these ones, but just a little bit behind. Still very sensitive, but strong and durable. And that's a sweet spot for 95% of techniques to have something that's durable as well as lightweight, sensitive, and most of all, balanced. And uh, so we'll be talking a little bit more about fishing rod education. This is just a little bit on the Salmon Trout Steel Editor Podcast. My name is Lucas Holmgren. I've worked in the fishing rod industry before for multiple years, wrote a bunch of content about it, helped design rods, been a part of marketing them and talking directly to people about their needs and getting people into some of the best rods of their life. And it's a passion of mine. So if this is something you'd like to hear more about, let me know. My name is Lucas Holmgren, L-U-C-A-S. Last name, H-O-L-M-G-R-E-N. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, um, or email me at lucasholmgrenmedia at gmail.com if you have questions about rod manufacturing, uh, anything related to rods, or you just have a comment or question for the podcast, please let me know. Now, the best way to support this podcast is to subscribe to Salmon Trout Steelheader or Great Lakes Angler Magazine. Thanks again, folks. I'll be talking to you soon. I got a great interview coming up with someone you're going to want to hear from. So make sure you're subscribed and you've told your friends about this podcast. Thank you.